Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Hey, y'all, and welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for family-first entrepreneurs building profitable and progressive businesses. If we haven't met yet, I'm your host, Meg Brunson, and my pronouns are she, her. Before we get started, I want to remind you that this podcast episode isn't going to change a thing in your business unless you take action. And the best way to follow through is by joining us inside of the Familypreneur Business Accelerator. It's where we work, win, celebrate, and grow together. Head over to familypreneur.co to join us today. All right, let's do this. Hey, hey, Familypreneurs. Thank you so much for joining us again on another episode today. I'm excited to introduce you to Louise Brogan. Louise is a LinkedIn consultant, speaker, podcaster, and YouTuber. She is passionate about encouraging business owners and entrepreneurs to dive into LinkedIn, and her goal is to make LinkedIn accessible to all. Louise offers done-for-you marketing services and also LinkedIn one-to-one support to help you win more leads and sales on LinkedIn. As you know, I am kind of a Facebook addict, you know, and so I love bringing in other marketers that can shine lights on other platforms. LinkedIn is not one that I'm comfortable and confident on, so that's why I've got Louise here with us today. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, Meg, thank you so much for having me. I was absolutely delighted when you reached out. I'm like, absolutely, that'd be great. It's great to catch up and chat with you. Yeah, you joined us on an episode, gosh, but it was probably two or three even years ago. A long. A long time Yeah, it was, I, I would say at least three years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's exciting to have you back and with us again today. Let's dive right into talking about LinkedIn. First of all, does everybody need to be on LinkedIn or or who needs to be on this platform if we're not already? Okay. So I'm massively an advocate of do not try and be on all the social media platforms. So if you have a platform that's working really well for you and you're getting leads and sales on that, stick to that platform and do what you're doing and keep building your business that way. LinkedIn is a B2B platform mainly. However, um, I have had great success with B2C clients who have understood how, when you understand how LinkedIn works as a business owner, it's very, very different to LinkedIn as someone who's in a career, um, you know, looking for career progression, looking for their next job, trying to get hired by people and connecting with recruiters, etc. LinkedIn for entrepreneurs and business owners is a very different space. And actually, it's a really nice space to be in Um, because it's a professional social media site. um, You tend to get people on their best behavior, which I really like. Um, And also, one thing, one thing that kind of draws me to LinkedIn to help my clients is that people on LinkedIn tend to have a more of an expendable income. So when you connect with somebody on LinkedIn who's interested in your products or services, 
they tend to have the ability to invest in whatever it is that you are selling. Whereas on other social media platforms, you might get a lot more people who are what I call the freebie seekers or people who just aren't quite at the stage to be able to invest in your products and services. So it's um, it's a good space to be in um, if you're a business owner and you have something to sell that somebody has the money to buy. That makes sense. It does. It does. I love that you broke that out and it's and that you broke out the difference between being a business owner and entrepreneur and mm-hmm. being in like corporate employment, looking for recruiting or looking for new job opportunities. Um, is there anything yeah. we need to do as business owners or entrepreneurs to kind of, I don't know, set ourselves apart? Like, is there a way that we, something we should do when we're optimizing our LinkedIn profile to let people know that we're not necessarily looking for another job opportunity or, or something like that? I know I get, recruiters and people that reach out and want to give interviews and things like that where it's not. So I'm wondering if I'm missing something. Well, interestingly, Meg, LinkedIn have brought a new um, profile mode called LinkedIn creator mode, which is actually perfect for us as entrepreneurs and business owners. So the difference between the normal profile and the LinkedIn creator mode is the creator is for people who are creating content on LinkedIn whether that is uploading video, sharing their podcast, um, writing content that starts conversations, creating newsletters, doing LinkedIn Lives. There's so many different features now on LinkedIn. But the creator mode, when when you go to LinkedIn to your profile, um, as you scroll down, as, as you're logged in as yourself, it'll say, do you want to turn creator mode on? And when you click that you want to turn it on, it will ask you about the five key topics that you want to to be known for on the platform. Once you have a network of at least 150 people, um, you then will get access to LinkedIn Live and LinkedIn Newsletters. And LinkedIn Newsletters are this secret little, um, this like extra special thing on LinkedIn that you can really leverage um, that a lot of people don't know about. When you create a LinkedIn Newsletter, and I, my recommendation is you send it once a month. You don't don't try and do a weekly one, but you create a LinkedIn newsletter. Every single person in your network is invited to subscribe to that newsletter. And when they when you write the newsletter, it gets sent to their inbox in their actual personal email. So it arrives in their their Gmail or their Hotmail account or their Outlook account or wherever they've got their email attached to, and you get. Um, really high open rates on them. Um, so it's really interesting. So you create the content on LinkedIn, but it actually goes into your connections, actual inbox off of the platform, which I think is really interesting. Um, but yeah, so LinkedIn creator mode, uh, definitely look into that. Um, as a creator myself, I, I've since we last spoke, Meg, I've become a YouTuber and um, I love my YouTube channel and I've got quite a few, really, I've got about 70 or 80 tutorials on how to use LinkedIn, but I've got specifically about three or four on how to use Creator, how to turn it on, why you should turn it on, what's it for, and what are the features. So people who are interested in that might want to go and check out some of those videos. Brilliant. I'm so glad I asked that question. I had no idea about Creator Mode. This is why you are here. I'm so happy you're here. Okay. (laughs) Now that I get that out of the way. What are your other tips? Oh, actually, let me just ask one more question. Can you switch back if you decide for whatever reason you don't like creator mode? Can you switch back? Yes. Yes. Oh, perfect. Absolutely. You can just turn it off again. 
Awesome. Now let's talk about our, our LinkedIn profile beyond that, whether we're on, we're on creative mode or not. Um, yes. What are some tips for optimizing that LinkedIn profile so that we can make the connections that we want to make? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So the key, key things, two major things are your headline and your about section. But if you kind of start from the top down, um, you want to make sure that you're leveraging every part of that profile that you can. So you have your profile photograph, which should be a close up of your head and shoulders of you looking at the camera. Um, but also don't forget about the background um, image that goes in behind your, uh, so it's like your, it's called your cover photo. Use that space. And what I recommend, so I work with clients one-to-one -one and we do this whole LinkedIn profile optimization piece. And on that, I recommend that you have key things that you want to be known for. So it can be visual. So on mine, um, if you want to go and check out my profile, it's Louise Brogan on LinkedIn. On mine, there's pictures of me speaking on stage. And there are a couple of images of um, the big conferences that I've been invited to speak at because I am a speaker and I want to be hired as a speaker. I also have keywords across the top of mine that says, I think, LinkedIn consultant, podcaster, speaker. So it's really clear and obvious what I do on first glance at the profile. Then your headline is if you are, if, if you set up your LinkedIn account 10 years ago and you've never looked at it since, <laughs> your headline probably is whatever your current uh, experience is. So it could be Louise Brogan, project manager or uh, Meg Branson, podcaster. So you want to make sure your headline um, really attracts your ideal client. So it's going to have keywords in there that somebody reads them and goes, oh, I want to know more about running a family business. So I'm going to click on Meg's profile to go and look at her profile. And then once they get to your profile, your about section is where you really want to get somebody's attention. And that's where they're going to decide whether they want to connect with you or not. So this is a big difference between people who are in corporate careers and people who are business owners on LinkedIn. Your about section on LinkedIn is not about you. It is about how you can help the people who are reading it. That is the major difference. So you want to write your about section in a way that grabs the attention of the person and they are read, literally reading and going, yep, I need help with that. That sounds really interesting. Oh, that's how I can work with Louise. Um, and then at the bottom of your about section, make sure you have call to action. So you can say, go and download my free ebook or connect me here on LinkedIn or visit my website or whatever, whatever it is you want someone to do. So fill out your whole profile. But the key areas you need to really think about are your headline and your about section. But then once you've got those bits in place, you want to fill out the entire profile um, and make sure you've got your skills in there. Ask for some recommendations and um, your experience section. There's a whole lot to the LinkedIn profile. Um, when I work with people, it's, an, it's a 90 minute session. We spend going through it together. So for those of you who have just uh, created a profile, where you've got two lines in your about section and the, the college that you went to, it's time to go and take a second look. <laughs> what do you recommend when it comes down to your work experience, things like that, colleges? How far back do you recommend people go? Okay, this is really key. Um, when people are searching for whatever it is that you do on LinkedIn, you want to appear in the search results. So you do not have to fill in all of your jobs that you ever did. OK, um, you want to put in. So, for example, I work with uh, people who I do coaching um, training programs for corporates. So when you look at my profile, you can see that I have corporate experience. 
So someone can check through and say, oh, right, okay, she didn't just leave university and suddenly become an entrepreneur. She has 13 years experience working in corporate um, in the UK. So she understands how a corporate operates. But those corporate roles I did, Meg, were IT project manager and software engineer. I don't want to be found by somebody who's looking for a software engineer in Belfast, where I live. So software engineer is there, but there's not a lot of detail about that job in my experience section because that's what the algorithm pulls up whenever it's trying to find people who are searching for a software engineer in Belfast, Northern Ireland. So the key things in the experience section are really use that to highlight what you want to be found for. And again, if someone goes to look at my profile, you'll see under my uh, current role, LinkedIn consultant, I actually have sub roles under there too. So it's got the podcasting bit, has got its own place, um, speaking's got its own place, all underneath the one section of Louise Brogan, LinkedIn consultant. So um, it's really key to have your history there, but not to worry too much about things that if they don't relate to what you do now, then just keep it minimalistic. So they don't need to know that I worked at Old Navy. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't need to know that I did fruit picking in Australia when I was, you know, when I was sure. in my 20s. Of course not. <laughs> right. Awesome. I just want to mention here, too, that I'm going to put the, the link for your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. So if people wanted to go back and, and look at yours for, for that like, templated example, right? Or pull it up, go back, start this episode over again, because then you yes. can really follow along with all of these tips. Now, when it comes to like building your network, again, I'm coming from a Facebook space, right? Where it's like adding friends and that's not what you're doing yes. on, on LinkedIn. You're not adding friends, you're, you're building a network. So yes. how do you go about doing that in a way that's going to best serve us as a business owner and also not come off mm-hmm. as like spammy, just requesting random people that you don't actually know? What's the balance yes. there? So for me, what's key is building a network full of people that you want to be connected to basically. LinkedIn at its heart is a platform for building relationships. So think about, do I want to connect with this person? Are they a potential client, potential collaborator, or somebody who's sharing stuff that I'm interested in and want to follow? So in my network, I have um, people who are into um, how to create really good, good video because that's something I'm building out inside my own business. And I'm interested in what they have to say. I'm interested in what podcasters have to say. So building a network strategically full of people you're interested in, they're interested in what you have to say, their potential customers or clients or potential collaborators, I think is a really good place to start. And do not feel that you have to accept all the connection requests that come through to you um, because you don't. You know, you will see other people who do what I do, Meg, you'll see have got hundred thousand people in their network. Well, it must be really challenging when they go to LinkedIn to find stuff that they're interested in if they're viewing content from all of those people. How would you, where would you even start? Um, for me, I have about seven and a half thousand people in my network and I unfollow people on a very regular basis because they're in my network. I want them to see what I'm talking about and they're following me because I'm talking about LinkedIn. But if they're talking about um, something that's got nothing to do with me, my business, I don't think they're going to become a client. Then I unfollow them so I can really focus on seeing content from the people that I want to connect, you know, become more connected with and build relationships with. 
Um, and those are quite often for me, they are people who serve the same audience that I serve. So um, when I, and we're going, we're going quite down, down a path here of um, how I would work with people, that if you have people in your network who also serve the same clients you serve and they are creating content and you comment on their content, that's how other people see your name and your headline and become interested in you and click on your profile to find out more about you and decide if they want to connect with you. And that's a really um, nice, simple way of getting visibility in front of people that you actually want to then reach out to hire you. And I feel like it's still mutually, I, I, for one, don't like to think of it as competition. Like there are people in your same, so you think of it as competition, but I like to flip it because there's also collaboration opportunities. There's likely slight differences yes. in, you know, in who you're actually serving or what your actual area of expertise is. Um, so yes. I think that there is a benefit there for everybody involved. I love knowing other people who offer Facebook marketing services because I can't serve everybody. So then you can recommend them off. So I love that that's a recommendation too, is to follow other people in your same exact space as well as there are. Yes. I have several other uh, LinkedIn consultants in my network and it is brilliant because there's so many changes in this platform in the last two, three years. It's insane. And somebody will share something. I'll be like, oh, that's brilliant. And we'll have a conversation about it. And it's, you know, it's not that I'm going to go, oh, I have to go write a post about that now. I have genuine friendships with these people. Um, and as you say, we we send each other clients. You know, oh, I, I, I have the capacity to do this 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 month. Maybe you should speak to Louise and vice versa. And um, there's also, you know, I do a particular kind of work. I do done for you services and I do uh, LinkedIn coaching with female entrepreneurs. So if somebody comes in who's got, you know, doesn't fit the, the client base that I am working with, I'll say, oh, my friend Sarah actually works with those people. You should check her out. In fact, my friend Sarah uh, is a real person and she has a LinkedIn membership for people who want to join a membership and, you know, learn as they go and, and be on monthly calls. And I do offer that service. So for those people, I can say, well, here, uh, you know, if, same they don't want to pay my prices maybe or whatever and i can say oh well you know check out this other form of learning how to do linkedin if you don't want to do one-to-one and you'd rather be in a membership go and check out sarah's membership and that's it's just i don't know i think as women like it's a rising tide lifts all boats you know we're we're very supportive of each other and in my experience anyway so and, and that to me is as well going back to the networking question on linkedin the people in my network I genuinely like a lot of them um, and I want to see them do well. And if you have somebody who is in your network who's like that, a really easy way to help them do well is by you commenting on their content on LinkedIn. Because one of the great things about how the LinkedIn algorithm works is when you comment on someone else's post, your network get notified of that and you're literally going to your friends, come here over here and see what this person's talking about because actually... Uh, not you're not literally doing it, but that, you know by me commenting on your post, my network get notified of that, and more of my network suddenly become interested in what you're doing and go and check out your profile. So you're helping people when you comment on their stuff as well. That's awesome. Now, how so? What we've built, we've talked about optimizing our profile and building our network. How yes. do we, without again being spammy? I'm all about. <laughs> doing things in like authentic feel good ways. Yes. 
how do we turn yes. our people into leads and sales? I know you mentioned the call to action on the about section. Are there other strategies you recommend? Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. So this is what I love doing. This is what I do with my clients. We build out a content strategy that shows you as the expert you are by helping your network. And then you become so referable. And this, this happens time and time and time again. If you talk about the area that you work in, uh, like Facebook ads or PowerPoint presentations or um, how to build a LinkedIn network, when someone connects with me on LinkedIn, my posts are all about helping them get better at LinkedIn. And there, it's like um, with the email newsletters, you know, like 2% of your audience buy from you or whatever. So you'll, have a, you'll start building up a reputation as somebody who shares really helpful, useful content on LinkedIn. And then somebody will say, oh, we need somebody to help us with our LinkedIn because we don't, you know, we're not really getting any leads from it. And they'll say, oh, you need to speak to Louise Brogan. She, she knows all about how to use LinkedIn. And it'd be the same with um, my client Fiona, who's a PowerPoint specialist. All of her content is how to use PowerPoint. Um, like this month, I think she's doing how to make your PowerPoints accessible to all. And there's so many features that I didn't know anything about. And if anybody says to me, oh, I have to do a big presentation and I need to put a slideshow together, I'm like, oh, I need to go and check out Fiona. And she gets work from that all the time. So, and it's the same for me. I get people messaging. I got two messages today from people saying, we really need some help with our LinkedIn, Louise. Um, could we possibly set up a chat? So by being consistent and sharing with people tips, advice, how to do things, um, asking questions, starting conversations about your subject area, you're an expert in, people will, interestingly, Meg, they don't comment below your stuff. They send you a private message on LinkedIn and they say, uh, we actually, we need a bit of help with Facebook ads. Can we maybe have a conversation about this? Um, and that's where all the, all the business on LinkedIn happens in private messaging for sure. Oh, great. Now I'm curious, you talked about sharing all that value. Um, I know on, on other platforms, there is typically a balance, right? Like you'll share some personal stuff. You'll ask some questions. You'll also, you'll be promotional. You'll show value. How, where's that line drawn on LinkedIn? Like if I'm making a post about my family on LinkedIn, is that unnecessary? Should I focus purely on business stuff or should I include like personality type content? Well, I think for if we're talking specifically about you, Meg, your business is about building a family-friendly business. So I would expect to see, to hear something about your family in that. If that makes sure. sense. Um, so I think there's a there's definitely a, a nice mixture. So if you were doing, say, we were doing like a month's worth of posts, this is the other great thing about LinkedIn. Two posts a week is absolutely perfect. You don't need to do more than that. So you could say, okay, well this, this month I'm going to talk about um, how, how to manage your business during the summer holidays. So in if you had eight to 10 posts in that month, I would think that you should probably be doing five or six of those posts would be literally here are things to think about, here are, are tips or tools that you can use. Then you would maybe have one post that's about you and you know your you know your plans and taking time off and doing stuff with your kids, and then one of those posts would be here's how we work with clients here's a testimonial here's a case study, 
And then another post could be, here's an offer we've got coming up. And I think that would be a really nice mix. So people are following you because you're being helpful and you're sharing a bit of your a bit of your personality. I don't put my family life on on LinkedIn, but that's my fam- my business has got nothing to do with that. You know, I don't, I don't it's not a, I have a really good friend hers. She's got the Life Friendly podcast, Life Friendly Business podcast. Must connect you up with her actually, Meg. Um, so she talks about life being life friendly and balancing stuff. So it makes more sense for her to talk about things that she does outside of work. I talk about how to grow your business on LinkedIn. So that's what I talk about. And yeah, of course, every now and again, I'll throw a picture of me and my dog in or, you know, I'll talk about, you know, here I am doing something, listening to a podcast. But people are generally following me because they want to know how I can help them with LinkedIn. Um, So I hope hope that answers your question. (laughs) Yeah, those are great examples. And I think it definitely... It definitely answers my question. And I think the listeners are going to be able to take a step back and reflect on the scope of their business and and what should and shouldn't be shared. I also love that you mentioned just two posts a week. So that is definitely less stress than (laughs) what you're doing on LinkedIn or not LinkedIn, I'm sorry, than what you're doing on Instagram or Facebook, where you feel like you have to be constantly producing content. Don't even get me started Mm -hmm. on Twitter. Um, so LinkedIn definitely seems like it's a manageable um, yeah. amount of content that you have to produce. Now, you've talked a definitely. little bit about how how you work with clients. What is your recommendation for the, the listeners, the viewers today who want to learn more about LinkedIn? How should they connect with you? Oh, so I think the main place is my website, louisebrogan.com. Um, and then if they connect with me on LinkedIn, it's linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Louise Brogan. Um, but for anybody who's like going, well, you know, I'm not quite at the space to invest in in working with you, Louise. I have so many free videos on YouTube. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> like I think over 80 <laughs> on everything that you can, you know, people who are, who are DIYers who want to go and look at those videos. Um, but I, I love working with my clients um it's the lady I talked about the present the PowerPoint presentation lady her and I worked together for three months and at the end of the three months she messaged me to say that she'd been invited to go to London to speak at a conference about how to, to do PowerPoint presentations at, uh, I think it was the PA show London with thousands of people at it and I was like this is this is exactly what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to make LinkedIn approachable simplify it I've got my word of the year, simplify. You can see it, Meg, behind me. <laughs> and make it, simplify it so that people can go on there, really get visible and get business as a result. And that's that's my the whole goal of my business. And I'm going to put all of those links in the show notes. I did remember I had one more question I wanted to ask you. Um, yes. And that is about, I've noticed that there are, other businesses, plugins, websites that offer like automation tools for LinkedIn Mm -hmm. to automate outreach. I can also already see in your face. And my gut was like, my gut was like, "Uh, I don't usually think automation is good, but I wanted to run it by you because there are a handful of them. And I have clients who are considering using them to increase their outreach. And of course, they're all trying to do things from a non-spammy, non-scammy aligned, just trying to make it yes. easier to do some of the outreach. But tell me, tell me what your thoughts are. Okay. I don't like them. 
I think there's, you know, I totally get it. People are like, well, like, you know, I'm trying to work on my business. I don't have time to have all these personalized conversations. However, whenever you can, so my number one tip is when you connect with somebody, send them a personal message um, because you never know where that can lead to. Um, and also you've, you're starting that one-to-one -one conversation with somebody. Um, but automation tools, I don't like them. LinkedIn doesn't allow them. So, you know, you're not supposed to use them anyway. Um, but I do get it. People want, you know, well, this is all well and good, Louise, but I don't really know what to say to anybody. So is it not better to use a tool? Um, and I think if you work with somebody like me, you know, we can work on not, not templates, but kind of like here's three or four kinds of posts that are conversation starting um, messages you can send to somebody. In fact, I have, I, I was doing, um, I was doing some work on my writing earlier and I realized I have a, I have a blog and I'll have to get you the link for it. Like it's got like five different, you know, five different ways to connect with people on LinkedIn. It's got sample messages so people can have a wee look at that. But that's like something else I help people you know, to build out so that they are like, okay, I don't, I don't have time to think of something like personal to say to everybody I connect with. But if you're only connecting with two or three people a day and um, to build up your network in a really nice way, so you get a network of value rather than a network full of people you don't know, you can write two to three messages a day, I think, can you? If it's going to lead to some good business. Right. I mean, that sounds like 15 minutes a day-ish, right? Yeah. I, I, honestly, it really, I am not on LinkedIn that much. It's really funny. People are like, oh, I've heard other coaches say, oh, you have to be on LinkedIn three or four hours a day to make it work. I'm like, no, you do not. <laughs> You're doing you it wrong. two posts a week. On, the, on those other days, honestly, 20 minutes, go in, send connection requests to somebody you've wanted to connect with, comment on a few other people's posts and respond to the notifications that you've got. You're done and you move on and go and do the business that, that earns you the money that, you know, keeps you, keeps you in shoes or whatever. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. We shared all the links where people can connect with you. They will be in the show notes. Um, I appreciate so much you being here with me today. I'm glad we found a time that worked for both of us because we have quite a time difference between us, yes. but I'm always willing to make it work for you, Louise. I'm glad you were here and I learned a ton. So I know our listeners and viewers did too. Oh, Meg, thank you so much. I, yes, I know it's uh, you were very accommodating with me because I'm over here in Northern Ireland. We've got quite a time difference going on, but just oh, it's a lovely way for me to finish my day. Thank you so much for having me. It's a good way for me to start mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Louise. All right, that is it for this episode of Familypreneur. Join us inside of the Familypreneur Business Accelerator to follow through on the action steps from this episode alongside an incredibly supportive community. Plus, access our robust training vaults and a variety of exclusive monthly virtual events, including co-working, happy hours, and bonus training sessions head over to familypreneur.co and join us today. Until next time, I'll see you over in the Familypreneur Business Accelerator. Bye for now.